How's it going? This is a Love Worth Dying For podcast where we are finding hope in our marriages verse by verse. This is Joseph and Janelle Banks. And hope you had a blessed week so far. Hope your 2021 is going well. I know there's a lot of stress in our country here being the United States of America right now with going from one president to the next president and a lot of the issues they've had at the Capitol. And hopefully you're focusing on the things that you have to do as married couples and as families to kind of get away from all of the nonsense that's going on in the world. And I know it's a lot of nonsense and foolishness and it's a lot of ways in which Satan and is is really destroying and imploding our country and he does that in many crafty ways and you know sin is a major issue that we all have and those sins are played out in a big way it's very easy to get distracted right with a we'll lot distracted just, um, going Quite on a lot. Yeah. so that's why this episode is continuing on from the previous episode about um, maintaining goals in your life and that's one thing where, of course, every new year people talk about resolutions. But we want to talk about resolutions. We want to talk about setting goals. And last week we talked about, you know, the great big general goal that we as humans should set. Or should I say Christians should set. So this podcast is primarily for Christians. But we believe everybody, even if you're non-Christians, should listen to this. Because it really can help you develop yourself and your family Um, to the glory of God, the one who created you. And so we talk about reading scripture, prayer, fellowship, and sharing the gospel as ways in which your goals should be crafted overall for 2021. Really every year, but we're specifically talking about 2021. Mm. And those goals basically align with what God asks for us or or what he uh, assigns for us to do. So it's kind of almost like being in tune and aligned with what God has um, set out for us. Mm-hmm. And um, when we look at the goals we have, even if they seem to be um, maybe not mandated specifically by scripture, it should always align with the word of God. And we should always seek to love and honor and respect God in those goals, as well as loving our neighbors. Right, so we came up with three categories that we feel that you as a couple and as a family should develop. And these categories kind of based off of the the, the grouping of our family that God has, has placed in us. And those three categories are individual goals, couple goals, you and your spouse, and also goals as a family. So, so looking at people who um, have children. There. Yeah, specifically for those who have children, but if you don't have children, it's something that you can look forward to. Hopefully, want to have a goal for a family, or it even can be at, um, an extended family. Mm-hmm. Really, those who are yeah. sharing your your home with you. So That's it doesn't true. have to mean your you and just kids, but if you have um, parents that are living with you, or if you have relatives living for you under your under your um, under your home and your roof, <laughs> <laughs> that these are goals that you can set as a family to honor God. So when it comes to individual goals. You know, we know that we are individual people. God made us in his image, as the scripture says. And we have our own personal goals that we need to develop. I think the first 
real goal we need to develop is our um, coming to Christ. So if, if you're not a Christian listening to this, the most important thing you can ever do in your life is come to Christ, Jesus Christ, who is God, who came to God in the flesh to die for our sins, which is all the wrong and the evil, the things that we see in the world that we would call evil or things we would say is wrong in the world. The reason why those things exist is because of a spiritual nature in us that has disobeyed God and has ran away from his word to do our own things. We've made ourselves idols rather than worshiping the true God who created all things. Um, so I came up with, I looked up this verse in Mark 1, 14 to 15. It says, now after John had been taken into custody, it's talking about John the Baptist, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. So that is one thing which we should do primarily is to repent and believe in the gospel. And that's the only, that's the main goal we should have in our lives in, in looking at the gospel as the um, solidification of our life, or should I say our life pointing to God who created us and being in his will and doing the things that he would have us to do. So that should be our goals individually. Um, but also there's goals for both husbands and wives in the marriage that we should have goals set. And remember, we're talking about this, these categories that are really dealing general, generally with the individual, um, people in the go, uh, in in the marriage. Even though you may have other goals, which I would say is secondary goals, these are some of the primary goals that we should have. And Janelle is going to read um, Ephesians 5, 22, 22 through twenty four, which would be goals for the wife. All right. So it says, wives, be subject to your own husbands. As to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also is the head of the church. Oh, excuse me. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church. Mm -hmm. He himself being the savior of the body. But as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. What do you get from that when it's talking about from a wife perspective and the goal you should set as a wife? What do you see the scriptures um, informing you about? Well, first of all, I need to be submitting onto God and to his word. And if his word tells me that I am to submit to my own husband, then that is what I need to do. I think this is something I know for me personally, it wasn't really something I thought about as we were getting married as far as submitting. And I guess it always really goes back to where you're getting your counsel from. Right. Um, who's doing your premarital counseling, what church you're at, mm -hmm. um, because, or, and also just your own personal responsibility. Cause we can't, um, you know, always just say, well, Hey, I didn't get it from a pastor or I didn't get it from premarital counseling. Well, you know, you also need to be, um, studying the word for yourself. So at that point in my life, when we first got married, I wasn't thinking about submitting. I was just thinking, oh, gonna be with someone I love, 
um we're gonna be loving on each other caring for each other starting a family um you know doing life together shared goals dreams desires that sort of thing so it's kind of interesting to be here now in our lives where we're studying the word and we're seeing where the most important thing for us to look at um, as far as how we live out our lives is to look at what does God want for us um, to be like. And we know we won't be perfect. We know that um, how we live per se or specifically is not going to save us, but that it reflects um that saving faith that we have it reflects the christ in us when we um respect and honor um and and obey his word to do something even when we don't fully grasp it even when we don't right. fully understand it so right. um and I, I would say this is an area that i'm still growing in i know a lot of women still have um questions about it and are still trying to figure out well how do i do this um honoring god first of all i think that's the, the one thing we have to do kind of looking back at last week's episode is our first thing is to look at hey i'm loving god in this submission that i have and then i'm also loving um others and most specifically loving my spouse but um as a mom i'm also loving on my children because when they see the way i respond to my husband then mm -hmm. my sons know okay, this is the type of interaction I need to be having with my wife or that my wife or future wife will have with me. And the right. same thing for my daughter, um, her seeing, well, how do I express myself, um, my concerns, my love, my care for my husband and my family, but doing so in a way that honors God. And I think um, all the things we kind of just get from scripture in general about using kind words, um, you know, looking at our speech, um, being angry, but do not sin. All those things kind of just combined together to me wraps into submission as I first submit to God and honoring his word. Right. So that's kind of a goal for the wife to have to honor and submit to God by submitting her husband. And it's kind of interesting how it says, you know, submit to your own. Mm. The husband can't make a wife submit. And nobody else can make her submit. She gives, right. she gives willing, him, yeah. she willingly gives um, the husband say, okay, you're going to be the leader of my home and I'm there to um, uh, follow your lead. Right. And that, and that does not mean that the husband is, is greater than her. Right. And in fact, Janelle's going to read Ephesians 5, 25 to 27 to give the husband's um, goal um, as, as, um, as, as the husband in the marriage. All right. So it says, husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless wow so that's a that's, lot there. that's that's a <laughs> lot and i think a lot of the issues we've had in the church have been husbands not doing that mm. a lot of the issues we've had with um uh, 
I guess, even theological issues we've had in the church. Not only how to think, a lot of theological issues we've had in the church have people, have been men, not um, really watering their wives with the word, mm-hmm. not showing them the love of Christ mm-hmm. that they should be receiving from their husbands. And I've been, you know, um, I've been wrong in this, and most men have been wrong in this in their lives in, in, in some or in great parts. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is that we need to reflect our goals as I need to love our wives like Christ loved the church, which is, which is a great sacrifice. Christ went all the way to the cross and died mm-hmm. for the church. Laid down his life. So we need to be willing to lay down our life physically and spiritually for our wives mm-hmm. so that they can be um, sanctified so they can be encouraged, so they can feel loved, so they can feel um, respected, mm-hmm. and so they can feel like they have a voice in the family too. It's not like my way or the highway, it's our way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that's one thing we, we have to understand. But as long as we have these focuses as, as a husband and a wife and know, okay, these are my goals I need to set for myself. Everything else will then fall in line under that. So if the wife has been doing her part to to honor God through the way she loves her husband and the husband is doing his part in honoring God in the way he loves his wife then other goals that you set individually can then fall in line and they will be God glorifying because they will be tied to the way you have set up your family to be able to do the will of God and the things of God um, according to his word rather than just according to how you feel a man should be or a woman should be using the culture or the, the world's um, ways rather than God's ways. Mm-hmm. So that's what we see as see one of the goals that you should set as, a, as an individual. Right. So just kind of thinking on this about the husband watering the wife of the word, mm-hmm. it, it kind of um, lets you see the expectation would be that the husband would also have to be um studying the word for himself right um because to water your wife with the word you're gonna have to know something right. but i don't think couples should let that be a reason why they don't um engage because i think a lot of times some women may know more than their husbands and some men may feel intimidated or they may be at the point where they aren't um just doing it for you know maybe being lazy with with what their responsibilities are or not being fully um informed so what would you say to um a wife who maybe has a husband that is not doing this what what would you say to her um the first thing that wives should do is going back to what we talked about last week is to pray (coughs) bible tells us to um pray in and out of season to pray without ceasing so one thing the wives should do is to pray mm-hmm. i think that if there are times that you have where you can talk with your husband talking with him about your desire mm-hmm. to be um, watered by him and not just the church right right yeah i think there's one way to help because you know sometimes a lot of times sometimes or a lot of times depending on who the, who the husband is it's pride it's not even really about knowing it's about sometimes you feel that you know but she'll get it from the church or she'll get it from her woman's group or what whatnot 
or Bible study on her own, but for us to be able to talk to our wives, she needs to feel that her husband loves her enough mm. to give her the word. And mm. I think, you know, letting her know or letting him know that you desire for him to to pour into her spiritually, mm. um, daily, weekly, however the case may be, right. that you desire that and that that's something which you've that you that you want from a husband right. rather than from your pastor right. I think will wake a lot of men up because I think a lot of men see themselves as um, the voice of their home and I guess I'm talking kind of we're talking really to the pride of men and but if you hear that somebody else is pouring into your wife rather than you it's something that, that hurts our our ego, our pride. Um, and when your ego or pride is hurt, what, do you, what does that lead to? Does that like withdrawal or does that make you want to say, hey, let me go do something too or what? Like it could be, For different guess, men, it's different yeah. things. And a lot of it can be withdrawal. But I think if they hear that their wives desire mm-hmm. for them, not just want them or, hey, you got to do this, you know, but saying, you know, letting him know that that you desire mm-hmm. and being the wife who is doing her part mm-hmm. to to grow in the word will will turn a a heart that is maybe been not desiring that to want to desire that. Mm-hmm. And I could say that for myself, you know, my wife is getting up in the morning now, going and praying and, and reading scripture. And that's pricking me because I'm, I'm doing other things. And of course, I work from home. But hearing her do that is is very encouraging to me as, as a man. And I think a lot of men, I've heard testimonies of men who said they've, they've woken up and they've heard their wives praying for them early in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that's been something which has really um, softened their hearts mm-hmm. and given them a desire to want to do more as a husband. So that's something that wives can do. Okay. So let me um, interject here. So then speaking to (coughs) husbands Mm -hmm. that may hear this, um, this desire from their wives, yet they're feeling like, I guess, either inadequate or they don't know where to start or, you know, from if, if you were to speak to the husband who is saying, well, my wife is feeling this way. Um, what would you say to them? Well, if, if, if your wife is feeling that way, you really got to look at what is your role as a husband? Mm -hmm. And I think if you're a Christian man and Mm -hmm. you've read these scriptures, especially when reading here in Ephesians five, and it tells you what the Bible requires for you as a husband, Hopefully it pricks our hearts and forces us to repent of that sin of mm. not really watering our wives with the word and really catering for her in a spiritual way mm. and have a desire to want to do more. Even if you don't like to say, even Janelle's saying, some wives are more knowledgeable scripture than their husbands. But taking the time to even just read the scriptures or taking the time to pray with your wife, mm. that's something which is even my wife would say it's even more intimate mm. than 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 having than having sex or or right. or making love. It's 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 more of a spiritual 
intimacy, mm -hmm. the same intimacy we have with God. And, you know, when we pray to him and we, we reach to him and we desire to grow in, in, in him and his word. So it's something that when you do these things, you will start seeing even a change in your wife. And I think that's something which husbands can see as a benefit for them and mm -hmm. see that, hey, I'm a man, but being a man of God is, is greater. Mm -hmm. And it is something which, like I said, God requires of me. And it's a benefit for my family. We should always be desiring to do things that are a benefit and an advancement of our family, um, spiritually and in other ways. So that's something I would say to those men. Okay. So that's individual goals. Now let's have, go to these couple goals, which we're still staying in Ephesians 5, but we're going to verses 28 through 31. Could you read that for me? Okay. So husbands ought to all excuse me. So husbands ought also to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ also does the church. Because we are members of his body. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is great, but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. Nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife even as himself, and the wife must see to it that she respects her husband. So though it's talking about the two becoming one flesh, and that's a goal of a husband and wife together as a couple, mm. that y'all will grow together to be one. Right. Um, it's time talking to our kids yesterday, when we, after we got finished reading um, scriptures, which we're on a, on a Bible reading plan to read the entire Bible in a year. And I was saying to them that, you know, your mom, mommy and I are one, you know, what's hers is mine, what's mine is hers. As a, even if it's things that which is just her stuff which she do and use it's still ours together so I was trying to let them know that you know we are one you can't just we used to tell them you just can't come to one parent and say something and go to another parent and try to say something different oh and they will try oh the kids will <laughs> definitely try but we're trying to let them know that we are one and as a couple that's one of the big goals you should have in 21 is y'all coming together and being one in all the things that you do right um because of course you are individuals and you have individual um, goals spiritually and then individual goals as a person mm -hmm. but the one goal y'all should have um as a couple has been united front uh, a christian united front um there in the in the home and also abroad so that when people see you two they will see a representation of christ and his church mm. which is his bride so that's something which we should focus on in trying to get closer. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before, is that well, how husbands can 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 make the um, uh, uh, their wives grow in her spiritual walk, and then mm -hmm. wives can make her husbands grow in his responsibility mm -hmm. to to nurture and care for her. So those individual goals are coming together to make that couple grow and then, then they could take from there and take the steps to 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 move as a 
as a united front right. um, for for Christ and, and His church. I think one thing, because even just hearing you talking about what you witnessed me doing and how it spurred you on, I think that um, speaks to just our life testimony that we witness even when we don't necessarily speak gospel words, but we live it out right. um, and we live out what God tells us to do in our own lives. And I think it it, it, it could either encourage or convict other people, but it's really up to the Holy Spirit. And that's why we're praying. Um, mm-hmm. We know that Jesus is praying and interceding for us that um, we also need to pray and intercede for um, our husbands as wives because we can't make our husbands do any of the things that God calls him to do, Right. but we can pray about it. And I know that I know that God answers prayers. And the one thing I would say is when you see him answering, um, I guess, spiritual prayers, because it's one thing to say, you know, Lord, I want this job and bless me with this job and I get it or this house and those type of physical things. But when you say, Lord, help me to experience your joy, your love, your peace, um, your self-control, Help, help me to see salvation in someone's life um, that I love and care for. Mm-hmm. Um, help me to grow in perseverance, to grow in faith and, and help my husband to grow um, in faith and leadership. It's like, it, it just brings you um, into a deeper relationship with God and trusting him even more when you're able to say, hey, I could do that. So I think definitely just being a witness um, to your husband. So even when you're waiting on him to water you, you could be reading the word um, yourself or or listening to the word yourself. And, and hopefully he will, he will be convicted by the Holy Spirit right. um, in hearing those things, but continuing to just be faithful to pray and to live out, you know, submitting to him, even when he's not doing his part. Because I think that's a big part for a lot of women is like, well, if he's not doing his part, should I be doing? Yes, you should be right. doing because you are first submitting out to God. Right. Okay. You want to be in right relationship with God for yourself by you being obedient to God, regardless right. of whether your husband is doing what the word tells him, because he's going to have to answer individually. Right. I think that's the one big thing is we're all going to be held accountable for what did you do with your life? What did you do? Um, you know, with this life that we have individually. Right. And the same is going to be, you know, same thing that Janelle said for, for wives, the same for husbands, you know, even if she's not doing what she should do, you should always do the things you need to do to set up a home that glorifies God and continue to um, impress upon her the word of God and the gospel. And, and by the grace of God, um, her heart will, 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 will start to change and move towards that of God. So it's the same thing that Janelle said goes both ways for husband or wife but the whole intention is that they both grow in christ together mm. and will continue to walk in christ together right holy and blameless <laughs> right and lastly is for a family and we know that you know once you start having 
kids and or once you start bringing people to your home to, to live, be a part of your home, that's that's a family is, is something that we, you know, is, is something that God is representative of as, as you know, guys that are triune God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's a family in himself prior to there even being creation. So we're just an extension of that. And with our kids, which we try to impress upon them the things that they need to do and setting goals themselves. Even Janelle has our kids writing goals for the year and what, what they like to do as as um like individuals, things that right. they desire. I think it's important because one thing I've noticed is as a parent, you have things that you want your kids to do, things that they have to do because you want them to develop and grow to be um, responsible adults. So you have to train them when they're young. Well, kids don't really see that, you know, and they don't right. like that, but they'll appreciate it when they get older. But the other thing I noticed with both adults and children is we're more... Um, pleasant in our attitudes and we're more motivated to do things when it's a goal that we set for ourselves right. so your mom could say you know go in there and make breakfast and you may not want to do that but when your mom says well what would you like to make for breakfast and you get to pick you get to um even dish it, uh, distribute it out to everybody, put it on the place, then sometimes that's much more helpful. And I'm just trying to get to a point where as we homeschool, we're always together, um, just having less grumbling and griping. And I know it's really a heart issue, but looking at, well, how can I have a better heart? How can I um, make better decisions in how we structure and run our home and run our homeschool? And I know for me, I want to have fun. I want to feel joy, me personally. So I have to be the one in which it starts. So I think it's going to be a great year. So far, we've started back. Today's like the fourth day. And I'm excited every morning, which I haven't really been in the past, to be honest. Um, there are times where you experience excitement, but I think for me now, my excitement is starting with me waking up pretty early and praying rather than doing that at night and reading my Bible and stuff like that. It's like, I'm thankful at, that I'm at this place because this is something I've desired for a while. I've heard the older ladies at church talk about their prayer time with God and um, that early morning and things like that. And um, I was kind of like, Lord, I'm going to need your help with being able to to do this, to get up that early and to be committed to it. And, you know, within the last couple of years, I've had a burden to pray and I just didn't know what and how to structure it. But had a dear friend of mine, Trina Allen, um, she came up with this, uh, well, I don't know, not that she came up with it, but she um, had shared with me about a prayer binder. Mm -hmm. And in the prayer binder, you have like your tabs and things like that. And you have things written out, you have scripture um, and prayers. And it's laid out to where I'm praying from, from everybody, from my children, my husband, um, praying to God specifically about him and who he is, 
um, my friends, extended family, church family, like I have everything and everybody places for urgent prayers and all of that. And I am just so excited. Like, I, I don't even know if I could put into words how excited I am. And God has been um, helping me to wake up because I have an early riser at my house. And, you know, when, when people are up, you kind of and they're stirring around it kind of wakes you up too so um that's one way i would say that my children have been a blessing to me is um they have been my alarm clock um when my internal clock is not ticking to get up real early um you know god has blessed me and i i smile when i think about wow god i had been praying about this because i just didn't see how this time with him and just seeing how faithful he is when you pray about something because you know you can't do it within your own self, within your own um, desire. Because yes, I did desire sleep more than I desired to get up at some point. Um, but now I don't mind getting up early. I'm excited about it. Right. Um, and I'm excited to see what God is going to do with the people that I've been um, praying for with the situations and events that I'm praying for because there's so many people at our church that is um, on the like sick and shut-in list and, um, and and people's families and things like that and just praying for them I think it helps us to really um, be humble and grateful right. um, and that's one thing when I think about submitting is is not like oh I'm my husband's servant or anything like that but I do want to serve him because, you know, that honors God to serve him. But I think it's more of humbling myself. Like, I don't want to be um, a ruler over my husband. Right. You know, I want to share with my husband. I want to care for my husband, um, but I don't want to rule over him. So I humble myself so that he can be the leader. And when he's not leading, you know, it's okay for me to say, I would like for you to lead. Um, and I think that's a loving thing for a couple to be able to be open and honest with each other and to be able to have those conversations. And I think that's something we've been working on with our communication. And sometimes we don't always get it right. Sometimes we seem to miss, but right. um, I think that's the one thing to that you know helps us is that we want to get to that point. So we're continuously um working and striving for that right so that's kind of like how you can develop goals some of the shared goals with your mm. family members especially your kids as Janelle was talking about with our kids you know those are kind of like shared moments right. which we can develop and for scripture reference we look at one scripture which we look at a lot especially when we deal with family and our kids and training our kids mm. is, is um deuteronomy 6 4 through 9 and it says hear o israel the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk to them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So it's showing you that the word of God is something that you should give to your, your children. And it should be mm. wherever you go, your children go, 
and they should be seeing the word at work around you and that mm-hmm. it's something which you make sure that's around your home that it's in where like I said when you rise up when you go to sleep that they're seeing you um demonstrate and proclaim God's word mm-hmm. to them not just at church and mm-hmm. not just at church and not from somebody else but from you so that should be like the main focus of our families mm-hmm. when it comes to a goal that we set and that's like why we're doing specifically a reading plan so we can go through the entire bible for our scriptures so we can see god in all the scriptures so we can see christ in all of the scriptures right. rather than just the usual verses they go through on maybe in sunday school or like that we want them to see how the, the wholeness of scripture um reflects god um speaks of god and gives god's instructions to his people mm-hmm. so that's something that should be in the forefront of our families so then when it comes to what Janelle was talking about earlier with how when she wakes up and the things she gives with the kids they can be able to see those things walked out daily practically mm-hmm. um on a day-to-day basis and it'll be something that'll be hopefully prayerfully when they become adults and they have families that'll be something they remember because mm-hmm. that's something which Janelle and I did not really have when we grew up so we want to be that um, example for our kids right so mm-hmm. for the next generation and generations to come will be generations that honor and glorify God mm-hmm. um because of the way we walked with God and that God be given the glory in all those things Amen. Um, for all for the times which he have given us to be together look any good you see in me praise God praise God I know that's right <laughs> So we hope that you know these goals, these these categories are, are categories you can set for your family. Then you could break them those categories further down into individual specifics um, that deal with yourself as an individual, um, as a couple, and as a family with your time, with your talents, and um, other treasures. and your, your treasures, your money, and you can break those goals down even further. Mm-hmm. From those general, um, those general three goals that we have outlined for you right. today, from the scripture. So you know, I guess we we use the word "set the goals," but you know, these are have already been set in place because right. they're in the Bible. So it's really about us just looking at them, meditating them, and following, obeying them. Right. Um, and and just start where you're at. You know, God doesn't want you to be like, okay, I can't do this till I get it perfect. You know, hey, if, if all you could do is read right before bed and sometimes you fall asleep, you know, then do that, but continue to pray for God to give you right something else something else that will honor him and don't um, be like anybody else god has made you you right don't yeah. be like people you see in blogs don't be like people you see in books or be like don't be like us TV. you know don't even be like us <laughs> but we want to be able to give you a template right that you can then take and then you can then individually cater that template to right. your family to your spouse and, and to yourself exactly so the the, the template it is the word of god so right. if we could say anything is, hey, go to the word, um, read through the word, find passages. The one good thing about it is we have uh, devices that if you want to just say, oh, I just want to look up about, you know, training up my children or um, working on um, contentment, things like that. You right. can do these keyword searches and they will take you to the scriptures that have them. 
Right. Um, and you can do those uh, studies that need to be done. But then there's also those small books that you could say, man, I could do a study on this by myself because it's a very small book. And there's so many resources, resources online vast, to like, vast. right, to, to guide you. So it's not like there's um, not any help. You have to have the desire to yes, want to so develop pray these for the things. desire, pray for the desire. And having a study Bible really, really helps. Right. Um, and, and I can't say enough about having a study Bible because it gives you extra notes on, right. on verses that you may not, um, have thought about right. when you look at certain things. So plus there's lots of commentaries on different passages. If you're, if you're exactly. kind of stuck and there's also a lot of video, um, uh, uh, help like said, resources. So there's tons of resources, but just ask God for the desire. Mm -hmm. Um, and also for the, the understanding, if you feel that you're lacking in certain areas. So we hope that this has been a blessing to you. Um, if you definitely make sure to like, share, subscribe to our podcast, you can listen to our podcast on various podcast platforms. And also make sure if you want to donate, you can donate through coffee or through the, the anchor app. And we hope that this has been a blessing for you and your family for the year 2021. So for a love worth dying for, this is Joseph and Janelle Banks. And we hope you have a blessed day. God bless. Thank you for listening to a Love Worth Dying For podcast. We hope you were encouraged, educated, and blessed by the show. Hope to see you back again on our next episode. You can check us out on Twitter at Love Worth Dying For or email us at alovewortdyingfor at gmail.com. So until next time, grace, peace, and love to the glory of God.